Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Can your savings weather an economic storm? There are very few physical assets you can invest in that are proven to stand the test of time. Gold has withstood as a valued form of money for millennia, and Birch Gold lets you convert a retirement account into a tax-sheltered IRA and physical gold. That doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Text COAST to 989898 and claim your free info kit on gold. Text COAST to 989898 and secure your savings today. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Alan Greenfield has been interested in the occult, UFOs, strange animal sightings, paranormal experiences, phenomena like the shadow people and the real men in black for most of his life. He's been an active investigator since the early 1960s, has traveled the world in search of the truth. He wrote with Olaf Phillips the book Secrets of the Real Black Lodge Revealed. Alan, welcome back to the program. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I've been on with you uh, five previous times, so yep. I-, I hope I have something new to say, but I certainly have a new book out. And, you sure uh, do. Yeah. Um, can I give you a little background on how I came to get involved with this particular book? Well, I was going to ask you this question. Give us a little background on how you got involved in this particular book. Well, you know, I used to work for the Psychic Friends Network, so maybe I just read your mind. Um, um, I wrote Secret Cipher, the Euphonauts, uh, a long time ago, and I, it was always intended to be a trilogy. Well, the second book, uh, let's just say one of the uh, darker magical organizations caused me... Uh, a lot of trouble. So the second volume was 10 years later. And uh, both have done very well. When they're out of print, they they fetch fantastic prices, which is not something that comes to me because I don't get, you know, used books don't don't have uh, royalties, but uh, at least not for me. But uh, I was going to do the, the third book of the trilogy, on the secret chiefs of the third order, which essentially are the 
what they call in the East the Bodhisattvas the, or the good angels, uh, beings who started out as human beings and who have ascended to an exalted level so that they're not uh, in any sense uh, corporeal anymore like thee and me, um, but, uh, but who try to aid humanity to uh, attain, to uh, ascend to a higher level. There is another group, however, unfortunately, uh, there's always yin and there's always yang, right? And That's right. I was listening to your last hour, boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nostradamus certainly uh, foresaw a lot of the darkness that's going on now. And the reason I didn't write the book about the secret chiefs, but rather uh, um, in consultation with... Uh, my publisher, Olive, who may be on later this evening, uh, morning, whatever it is at the moment where you are, um, I realized that we, we live in foreboding, dark times. And I wanted to, I really believe that knowledge is power, and I wanted to speak to the darker side of the occult, and that's why I, uh, the book certainly references the secret chiefs, but the adepts, high-level adepts who have chosen, for lack of a better term, the dark side of the force, pardon me, George Lucas, um, need to be exposed because uh, they were talked about in theosophical circles and in uh, Crowleyan circles a lot up until around 1920, and then it stopped being a, a subject that was discussed in occult circles. I will leave to the imagination as to why it stopped being. All I know is I brought up the subject and uh, uh, was told, well, high initiates don't discuss this. Mm. So. That, for me, was, you know, fodder. I, I thought, uh, well, I better specialize in this. So I've accumulated a lot of information, and my publisher has accumulated a great deal as well, and we synthesized it. What I was concerned about, though, oddly enough, was not my own fate. I mean, I'm, you know, uh, not over the hill, but I'm on the hill. <laughs> And I can I can see where it's down, so I'm, I don't really worry about that because if uh, they wanted to get me, they would have gotten me long ago. But when my first book, and it was as it happens, my first book with a real publisher, uh, uh, Secret Cipher: The Euphonauts, um, uh, and that came out in eighteen, didn't it? Two thousand eighteen. Well, that's the the current edition. Um, um, Olaf Phillips, my uh, current publisher, has been kind enough to uh, reissue every single one of my books except one which I begged him not to, to reissue, uh, uh, partly because it uh, was co-authored with someone I'm no longer affiliated with. But um, they're all in print. But the original edition goes back, oh, 20 years. Wow. Of course, it's been okay. heavily revised. But uh, you won't be seeing anything from Illuminate Press anymore because shortly after the book was published, the publisher died under mysterious circumstances. At least two of the writers in his uh, immediate entourage, uh, you may know of Jim Keith, uh, mm -hmm. he 
occupied under mysterious circumstances, very mysterious circumstances. And uh, there were a number of unexplained deaths, mostly of ufologists, but Jim was, you know, he had one foot in the uh, militia universe and the other foot in ufology. And he did books on both subjects, and he made the mistake of going to Burning Man way back, sprained an ankle, and was dead the next day. From a sprained ankle? That's right. You know, well... Weird. uh, The publisher, Ron Bonds, to whom this new book is dedicated, um, he uh, went to dinner with his wife at a... uh, Mexican restaurant uh, here in Atlanta, and uh, um, took dramatically sick and was dead before morning. Now, the interesting thing is, his wife was eating the same, you know, food, and she didn't get sick, and neither did anyone else in the restaurant. So it was a targeted thing. Furthermore, let's assume, you know, someone gets ill in a restaurant, you assume that it's some kind of food poisoning. Absolutely. That doesn't kill you that quickly. That that was... Uh, you get sick, you throw up, you... Syndrome. Un- unbelievable. You know, the, the, the same thing that has happened to certain enemies of uh, Mr. Putin that fall out of windows a lot. Or, or planes. Planes, or yeah, all all sorts of ways to die that are novel. He seems to have a, a a high repertoire. He must have seen the movie Ivan the Terrible uh, sixteen times and That's absorbed right. the 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 path of the poisoner. But we'll pass on him. It's pretty dark times, and I wanted to inform people everything that I know about the Black Lodge. Now they never call themselves the Black Lodge, of course they will lie through their teeth. Their interest is actually in uh, enslaving or destroying the human race. You can call them fallen angels. You can call them uh, demons. You can use any terminology you want. Was this a place, though, Alan, that they would meet at? That's an interesting question that I don't really have an answer for. Um, They are... Uh, the actual members of the Black Lodge are ascended masters, just like the uh, the secret chiefs. So they are not corporeal beings. They can manifest as corporeal beings if they choose to, but they are uh, on a higher vibration, we'll say. Uh, but they're, uh, they're minions, people that uh, they employ or they use or whatever, uh, they gather here and there, but not in any one fixed location. And they use, and this is partly part of the reason that I wrote the original book, uh, um, Secret Cipher, that uh, they use a similar code to the one that uh, that I decoded, expecting it to change, which it hasn't, um, and. Uh, um, in using that particular code or cipher, um, I have become aware that it's the the perfect instrument for having uh, great secrecy when you're transmitting information from one uh, one person to another. So when they meet, they meet in small groups, 
and it's usually billed as something else, you know, a convention for uh, the people who are interested in angelology or demonology or whatever, and then they disperse. Um, and it's never all of them at once, but they're, they're worldwide, and their intention is to either cause a nuclear conflagration, which brings us back to Nostradamus and mm-hmm. others, or uh, to simply enslave the human race in some way, mostly by trickery. Uh, they, they don't come out. And if this sounds like uh, uh, what was being talked about, the Antichrist and so forth, it's certainly of the same milieu, if it's not exactly the same thing. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, since you bring up the Antichrist, uh, what I have uh, discovered here, and you know about this, is that the Black Lodge of these evil magicians were featured in a book called Moonchild, a 1923 novel by the occultist Aleister Crowley. And in that novel, the Black Lodge was vying for the unborn child that they thought was the Antichrist. How evil can you get? Uh, That's uh, very evil, and that was... When I mentioned after World War One, they stopped talking about this Moonchild, which is discussed in some detail in uh, uh, Secrets of the Black Lodge revealed. The title we 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 uh, went back and forth over what the title should be. So I keep missing because there's some word missing from it. I say, uh, you know, it's the book on the Black Lodge by uh, Greenfield and Phillips, and uh, y'all need to buy it because it's it's uh, it's different. It's dark, but it it offers some solutions too. And again, I say, knowledge is power, and ignorance is uh, not bliss at all. Can you tell us a little bit about the rogue former FBI agent Wyndham Earl? Do you know much about him? Uh, not too much. I mean, I, I'm familiar with the case, but that's more on Olaf's side of things than mine. We sort of each had our specialty in doing the input for the book, and mine was, uh, predictably enough, the magical stuff, the occult stuff, and the UFO stuff. And uh, it overlaps. I mean, I found definite overlapping, for example, in re-examining the uh, famous, although never before now, uh, well-understood Maury Island case from 1947, which is the first modern case document in any way that uh, the men in black appear in also a couple of murders. It uh, seems to follow the uh, Black Lodge around. But um, um, so that's something that I talked about in a way that I don't believe anyone else has ever discussed it. And that's because I was privy to certain information about it that I had never had occasion to share before. And I don't try to go negative, but I thought that it was time to, you know, talk about the real consequences of uh, investigation. I did want to say this. My great fear in, in bringing out this book was not for me and certainly not for the readers. It was for my publisher because based on what happened to Ron Bonds and Illuminate Press, which both ceased to exist, at least in, in, you know, in this dimension, so to speak, um, I was concerned about uh, my publisher, and indeed, he had horrendous things, mostly of a very personal nature, happen to him during the course of the year that we wrestled with uh, putting this book together. So uh, it was a, uh, I, I, I don't know, I've never counted, I, I imagine I have, oh, 12 published books 
in print, and uh, I've never had this kind of resistance and problems uh, before. Uh, Interesting. Well, he's going to join us in a few minutes, Alan. You're going to stay with us for the rest of the show, of course, but uh, all of yeah, them, he'll join us after the break to talk about some of the things that have happened to him. Is this group, the Black Lodge members, is it still in existence? Has it been passed down from father to son, for example? Well, not father to son, but from initiate to initiate. Uh, in other words, it, it doesn't run in families, uh, biological families, but it does run in a certain level of initiation where one either goes forward, that is, becomes uh, um, a secret chief or goes on to some higher state of being, some other vibration altogether, or because some really don't want to go any higher because it involves, I don't know, ego surrender or whatever. I mean, I'm not at that level, so I can't judge. They choose to stay at the relatively high level that they're at, but to make sure that no one else ascends to that level. You even see that in some of the occult organizations that are hierarchically uh, oriented, which is to say, um, they uh, they they like to see people in an inferior position, but they resent anyone who might have the ability to surpass them, and uh, they will do anything from distracting or uh, uh, using the various uh, means that they have. Some of them are on the internet, and you would you know, know about them. Some of them are trans-channeled things like uh, Ashtar, uh, which is a, uh, a Babylonian demon. I don't know why anybody would credit, uh, you know, peace and love coming from a Babylonian demon uh, with uh, any, any kind of credibility, but uh, there are a lot of people who follow that, and uh, they have just chosen like I said, the dark side. The only mention after Moonchild that there has been, other than a single article I did, which uh, this was like 20 years ago, it got shouted down by the occult uh, community. We don't talk about that stuff anymore. Um, was, is, maybe is the right way to put it, David Lynch's The Twin Peaks which talks very mm -hmm. freely about the Black Lodge, and I am very interested in... Um, he gets a autographed deluxe copy, <laughs> I, I understand, from the publisher, and I'd be interested in his reaction to this, because clearly he has inside information. He's known as a, um enthusiastic transcendental meditation person, and that's uh, not my deal, but, uh, you know, it, 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 potentially if you work with any given system, it probably can uh, be very enlightening. Uh, and that being the case, I think that maybe uh, David Lynch will have something to say about this. Certainly a lot of his fans um, have gravitated towards this book. I knew it would sell well if it ever got out, but I wasn't sure that, you know, uh, 
yet another publisher would bite the dust or his family or something. And uh, I kind of warned him in advance that that might be the case, but thank God he's still with us, and uh, uh, so are his uh, immediate entourage, and I hope it remains that way. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.